This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 439, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, December the 28th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. This is episode 439. It's our Comic Reviews episode for releases from the week of Wednesday, December the 28th. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. Every week we take a look at some of the highlighted releases from the week before, looking at both the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, over the last couple months, unfortunately, uh, just due to time constraints, we've been talking about a little bit less comics than normal. There was a time where we used to talk about 10 to 20 comics a week, and now it's closer to, I don't know, 4 to 7, maybe. Um, at some point, I hope to get on top of the reading. Um, uh, it's just a function of life sometimes. You get new jobs, you get busier, uh, more stress, and then less time to spend on uh, fun little side projects like these uh, comic review podcasts. Um, so today we're talking about four comics. Before I actually jump into what they are, I'd like to take a look at some of the books I did not get a chance to review for this podcast, uh, of which some of the highlights will include some of the following, uh, including, um, let's see, All-Star Batman, Batgirl, Batman Beyond, Blue Beetle, uh, Clean Room, Deathstroke, uh, Dark Knight. Three, the Master Race, uh, Deathstroke, Detective Comics, Flash, uh, Future Quest, Hell Jordan, the Green Lantern Corps, um, Justice League, Suicide Squad. I'm really getting behind on that. Um, let's see, Teen Titans, Titans, Wonder Woman. Um, over on the Marvel side, um, let's see. I believe Black Panther, Black Widow, Carnage. Um, there's a, a few other books. Deadpool too soon, Ghost Rider, Great Lakes, Avengers, Hulk. Uh, infamous Iron Man, etc. Um, so what did I get a chance to read? Well, that's a great question. Um, first up, um, we have Action Comics 970, continuing the current storyline, which is, um, was it the Man of the Trial? Well, this is called The Trial of Lex Luthor. I believe it's called The Men of Steel. Yeah, Men of Steel Part 4. Written by Dan Jurgens. I work by Patrick Zerker. It's interesting, though. It, at times, it doesn't quite look like the Zerker I remember. Like Now, maybe it's because the Zerker artwork I remember the best is from when he was doing uh, Thunderbolts, and maybe he was kind of doing his best Mark Bagley impersonation or... Um, you know, just trying to kind of have that sense of style and feel. Uh, his art here is good. It's entertaining. It does. It, it's definitely clean storytelling. It is able to, uh, you know, tell the story it's trying to tell, uh, or at least that Jurgens is trying to tell. But there's something somewhat off. It's not as detailed as I remember his artwork being. And at times the um, artwork is a little static in terms of its sense of motion and fluidity. Um, I still like it, and I do like the story that Jorgens is telling. Um, with you know, it's kind of interesting that we have the idea of the kind of predictive justice is kind of coming up here, but in a lot more, much more interesting terms uh, than it ever has been. Oh, excuse me, over on um, uh, the current Civil War Two, or not current? I, I guess it's just because now that it's just about over, it just has not been something I've really been enjoying. One thing I did like was at the end, it kind of shows that uh, we're going to be getting a ton of uh, graphic novels starting in January, I guess, for the DC Universe Rebirth. is the first volume of the Chay paperbacks start rolling out. And I actually kind of like the, uh, the the design dress is that it's definitely pulling from um, the Rebirth kind of branding, and it looks nice, and it'll be interesting to kind of see them all collected together. Um, and so they, there's a bunch of them kind of advertised here, and we've been getting more and more advertisements for them, but this is like a really big series of uh, advertisements, and they also advertise the upcoming Commandy Challenge, which I'm really intrigued by. Um, so it's kind of an interesting thing to kind of see at the, at the back end here. Um, so I'm going to give this... 
a solid seven. It was a, it was a good read. It had its moments. Um, you know, it wasn't painful by any means. Uh, it had definitely had its moments. So I'm going to give it a seven. Uh, next up, we have ugh, a book I'd rather not talk about: uh, Civil War Two, number eight, or I like to call it Giant Waste of Time, part eight. Um, it's just not very good. It's interesting. It's got such good art, which if it was rating on a five scale. I give it like a four and a half for art. Like, it's just gorgeous. The story, I give it like a half. Uh, so I think I, I'm going to give this book a five, but I just want you to know it's all based on the art. The story itself is not much. It's not very interesting or engaging. It's just a mindless fight, and I'm not really sure why or why this even happens or why it goes down this way. It's never even really that well explained. And what goes on with Ulysses, it just it just feels like it doesn't matter. It just feels like, why? what was even the point of this? we got this weird kind of premonition of what will be coming up next, but it just it lacks a certain something. Like, it just... It, it all feels very unnecessary and the the kind of the the thing visions of the future we get aren't even all that interesting and if they're teasing new stories like i I just don't think it's engaging or interesting to see the way that they play it and the way that you know you have eternity here and then ulysses just kind of disappears it just made me feel like what was the point of all this um even the fate of tony didn't really feel as i don't know consequential as it should have felt like um it just this this just felt like it was really lacking in so many different ways and this uh i just don't understand what the point was i guess i mean for all these events there's usually some sort of point or some sort of thorough thorough line and here i just don't get what it is um so i'd string this all along and with a, a very paper thin story uh with very you know poor care i i've always thought that the original civil war Definitely was a little light on character, some of the characters' characterization, characterizations uh, in terms of giving them actual depth, and it was more about kind of telling a big story with you know some interesting ideas in there, but the intricacies of character were never necessarily something that was uh, being addressed that well, at least in the main series. This, I mean, compared to this, that book is uh, a very character-centric you know, piece that really delves into the deep hearts and minds of all the characters. And that's considering what I just said, like that it wasn't a character piece at all. But compared to this, that is just such a great book. And the characterization is so much better. Uh, The kind of dividing act is better. I mean, you can understand why people take the stance they do. Here, it just feels like... Tony doesn't even feel that invested in his own side half the time. Like, it just felt... And again, it feels like they can't really make equal sides, and it just ends up making Carol look worse. Uh, and it just it felt very off. And, uh, like, very... Like a forced story, that they were forcing this to come together, and I don't know who kind of designed it all, but it just it really didn't work. I was talking with my brother-in-law, Paul Scores, who's been on the show before today, and we were talking about how we were very dissatisfied with this, and he was like, you know what, uh, this event makes you think twice about stuff like Fear Itself, because Fear Itself was not a very well-received event, and it was in a period where we were getting some pretty good events, and it was this weird outlier that was really not that good. And I'm like, man, compared to this, uh, I will take Fear Itself any day. Uh, it's interesting because both events had top top notch artwork, one by Eminem or one by uh, Marquez, uh, but the storage wasn't there. But uh, Fear itself felt a little bit more forgettable and didn't quite feel like it earned itself as it being a big event. 
uh, at times, but it still had a, a sense of story. And it, I, I feel like compared to this, it definitely had a, a, a much more interesting story, entertaining story, and again, better, clearer characterizations as well. So I'm going to give Civil War two number eight five, but it's definitely a uh, five that's uh, earned by Marquez and almost exclusively him. Uh, next up is Spider-Man 11. Uh, this is by Brian Michael Bendis and our by Sarah Pacelli. Uh, Sarah Pacelli once again delivers a great story. It's an interesting kind of idea of what Jefferson's been doing. Uh, I figured I, you know, I even forget what Miles' dad's name is, but it's interesting how they write that character and him having an adventure is cool. Um, near the end though, then it's not so interesting. And then we kind of learned that the whole thing was, a uh, just, a, a tr- not even a training exercise, but it was basically, um, a test by S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, it was okay. Did it need to be an entire issue? Maybe not, but it did follow like a nice kind of change of pace at the same time because this book has been mired in a Civil War II quagmire. Uh, the cover really did, did feel disingenuous, and that's I know that they usually are, but even for even for you know modern covers, it felt very out there. And last but definitely not least, so that's a seven uh, is Uncanny Avengers. This is issue number eighteen. This is a book that I am enjoying far more than I would have expected. I it's been it was it, it maybe didn't start the best as a book, but it's been really been getting a lot more interesting. Um, this issue in particular. So this is called Never Gonna Give You Up is the name of the, uh, the actual issue itself by Jerry Dugan and Kevin Labranda, who I don't know of as an artist, but I really liked his style. Um, I can't even quite place it, but there's a lot of different artists it kind of looks like, uh, almost like a McGinnis at times in terms of the some of the bodywork. Um, I like that we have Quicksilver taking out the Uncanny Avengers here. Uh, I like the sh- love the shot of um, of Cable with uh, with Hawkeye's bow and arrow. It just kind of looked really badass. Um, so that was cool as Quicksilver kind of takes everyone out, and then really it all comes down to the Red Skull trying to uh, bring Rogue over to her side. Or his side, I should say. And it was really entertaining how he kind of made that happen. Um, very good issue. Great, you know, characterization. It felt really earned. And I'm really excited to see where we go from here. I'm going to give this a... Uh, hmm. I don't know. I think an eight and a half. It was definitely the best book I read this week of all the different books. And of all the book, different books, of course, I mean four of them. Uh, so that is this week's reviews. Uh, looking forward to next week, and by next week I mean two days ago, because I'm recording this on the Friday after uh, Nuke Books came out on the 4th of January. Uh, some of the highlights include Aquaman, Batman, Cyborg, uh, Fall and Rise of Captain Atom, Flintstones, which is quietly really kind of generating a, a, a fan following. It's definitely pushing the envelope and telling a lot of interesting um, stories that are really kind of tackling some of the major issues in today's society uh, using characters from the Stone Age. Uh, Justice League Suicide Squad, Nightwing, Superman, uh, over from IDW, there's new issues of Mickey Mouse. Uh, there's the Donald and Mickey uh, Magic Kingdom collection, which is kind of cool. There's the Chris Somney uh, Daredevil Artist Edition. Uh, there's Optimus Prime number two, new issue of Ragnarok, new issue of Uncle Scrooge. Um, over at Image, there's a new printing of Saga number 41. Over at Marvel, you got the uh, the first hardcover for The Amazing Spider-Man Worldwide, uh, the most recent volume by Dan Slott. We have Avengers number three, Champions number four, uh, Deadpool the Duck number one, uh, a new issue of Hawkeye, Moon Knight, Nova, Old Man Logan, Scarlet Witch, Slapstick, Spider-Man 2099, uh, Unstoppable Wasp is issue number one, and the launch of U.S. Avengers number one as well. And there's also a little book called Unworthy Thor number three. 
So uh, that's what's been coming out, um, and we'll be talking about that in our next episode, or next reviews episode, I should say, which I believe should be episode uh, 431. And now that I think about it, I feel like I misnumbered this episode because it's 439, not uh, whatever I might have said. But in the next episode will be 430, uh, 441. Uh, then the number gets bigger, I just get more dyslexic apparently um our last episode this is our first episode of 2017 which is exciting but our last episode of 2016 uh was really good it was 438 it was a conversation with eric larson just talking about his time on spider-man it was so much fun um we're gonna have eric larson back on the show in the next month or so uh talking more about you know the rest of his career and savage dragon etc like these huge things that we didn't talk about at all as we just talked about spidey for an hour which was uh, a hell of a lot of fun i gotta say uh Upcoming interviews will include Mark Buckingham. Uh, we're working on one with Humberto Ramos. We're hopefully going to have Chris, Chris Bacallo on the show, which will be really awesome. Uh, who else we got coming up? Uh, Pat Olive. we're still working on scheduling for. Uh, Howard Mackey is going to be doing a return run to the show. Uh, so a few returns, which is nice, um, being able to touch base and, and go a little bit more in-depth now that we've kind of done the overview of their careers. Uh, so good stuff coming down the road. We're going to have a spotlight on Age of Apocalypse in the next couple of months as well. Uh, probably starting sooner than later. Uh, it might be a couple episodes that we'll break it out under or, or around, I should say. Uh, there's also going to be some uh, movie episodes where we talk about you know releasing movies. I know that um, uh, a friend of the show and you know r- seldom guest uh, Leon Orlando is is going to be returning to the show at some point. As uh, we realized recently that neither one of us ever watched the ill-fated uh, Fantastic Four reboot of a couple years ago. Uh, I think it was a couple of years ago. I think it was like a year and a half, maybe 2015, I think. Uh, so we, both of us never actually got around to watching it in theaters. Uh, he just not wanting to spend money on it. Me, it was just kind of around vacation time, so I never got a chance to make it to a theater to go. Uh, so he finally picked it up on Blu-ray because he found it for less than 10 bucks. Uh, so he kind of issued me the challenge that he's going to make me watch it. I'm like, all right, fine, let's watch it. And I was like, you know what, we should probably do an episode talking about it. So at some point that'll come to a year and a half late, but uh, better late than never. Uh, so that'll be a fun episode to do as well. Uh, and our next episode, uh, episode f- 440, not really sure what that episode's going to be yet. Um, the schedule is a little bit uh, backlogged at the moment, but we'll get something out in the next couple of days. And it'll be probably a shorter episode. Uh, I'm not really sure exactly what the focus will be yet. But thanks for listening to this episode. I really appreciate uh, your continued uh, listening to the podcast. You can rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher. Uh, thanks again for joining us. You can email us at comicshenanigans at gmail.com. And uh, we will like us on Facebook, of course. And uh, we will catch you next time with another uh, great reviews episode coming out in, uh, well, probably in a few, three or four days and before our next reviews episode. So thanks for joining us. And we have a lot of great content coming your way in 2017. We hope you'll uh, join us for the ride. Bye-bye.